welcome, welcome. We're going to get started. I want to honor the time not only that you have brought in that you're sharing, but also the time that our guest speaker has um, so graciously offered to come and talk with us. And I cannot wait for you to meet her. But first, it is a rainy and cold day here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Like three days now, it has been cold and rainy, and it's just, it's just very unlike us here. Welcome. Let's begin with a prayer, you guys. Whether you're at work or doing laundry or whatever it is, or have you know a, a, an animal in your hair, and I guess more of an insect, I am so happy that you're here. So just do me the favor of taking your shoulders, rolling them back, just like allow your body to kind of mirror what we want going on in our spirit. Just take a deep breath in. Allow yourself just a second to relax. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this hour, which just may be the one hour of our whole day, Lord, that we get to hear uplifting things, that we get to hear your word. Maybe today, for some reason, this is our only time that we will get to come before you, whatever reason, Lord. I just ask, Lord, that you be here with us. Let no unholy or unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. Let it only be the things that will glorify you, Lord, and edify each other. I lift up this time. I lift up Shira and her sweet, sweet family, Lord God. Thank you for allowing our meeting. Thank you that you have brought such wonderful people into this community, Lord God, that are open and that love you and that want to be better and that you strive for more, Lord, and that are able also to be vulnerable and share with us, you know, the things that are very similar to all the things that we struggle with and deal with, Lord God, but the difference is you. Lord, I just want to echo what uh, Garrett read this morning in his book, that when we have trouble, instead of looking at the trouble, let us look to you. When we have sadness, instead of focusing on the sadness, let us focus on you. Lord, instead of picking out all the things that are wrong, let us look at you and pick out all the things that are right. Right with that eternal mindset. Right with that godly mindset, not a worldly mindset. Lord God, please break us of that. Please break us of the people-pleasing, approval junkie ways, Lord, that have more to do with our ego than you. Lord, I thank you for every lady here. I thank you for everybody that will watch this later. And I lift up Shira to you, Lord God, as we get to meet her and as she comes and speaks before us. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. Lord, come and be here with us. It's in your wonderful name, I pray. Amen. All right. So we're going to just get going pretty quickly here. Um, any questions or anything, just pop them in the chat. Um, and we're basically just going to kind of get rolling. So I was at Marketing Impact Academy. Most of you guys know that Shalene Johnson is not only one of my good friends, but I mean, she's the person who helped our business grow. She's the person I taught for. She's the person I presented for. She's a person that really, 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 I'll be quite honest, the first adult person that invested in me and told me, you know, you're really good at these things, X, Y, Z. And I was like, I am? I've always been told I'm too loud and too crazy and, and I speak too, too much. And all of a sudden, she was just such a different force in my life. And I loved her. And this was before I believed that they really ever, ever said that they were Christians, but I knew. And what she has done in the lives of thousands and thousands is pretty remarkable. Put that on a larger scale and then 
have her dial it in for business stuff and have her dial it in for fitness stuff, have her dial it in for whatever it is. And she is, of course, the one who helped me create the Bible Babes. So at one of her events called Marketing Impact Academy, we were in California and we had been there all weekend going through this seminar, different speakers and her and learning all the stuff and meeting all these new people. At the end, this beautiful couple came up to me and she said, now, where do you live? And I said, I live in Mansfield, Texas. She goes, I live in Mansfield, Texas. And I'm like, what? What are you doing here? And P.S. No one is this pretty in Mansfield, <laughs> in Mansfield, Texas. But it was Shira Smith and her husband and met her in California, but she lives around the corner. Um, she came to my house. They got to meet Lee. We went to lunch with them. They're just wonderful, wonderful people. But she is just such a force to be reckoned with. I mean, she is so smart but also has done some really, really cool things that um, I think a lot of us think maybe we can't because of this, or we don't know enough because of this, or how would I ever do this on my own? And she is someone who proves that, yes, we can. And they love Jesus, of course. They have two wonderful boys, and I just want to bring her in front of you and let her um, just tell her story and talk a little bit more. Shira, would you love, or could you come and speak to us at this point? Yes, Mindy, thank you so much. I am grateful for what you've done and for the invitation to come and share with this beautiful group of women. Um, what you're doing is wonderful, and it's such a privilege to have, to have the opportunity to be here on this platform with you. Thank so you. Um, what I'd like to kind of go over with you um, before I get started here, let's see. I'm sorry, I, I had another group I was trying to get rid of there. One of the things that I noticed about your group, when, uh, Mindy, you mentioned no drama, no judging. I think that was so awesome to point out because, you know, many of us go through something in life where we're experiencing limiting beliefs. And a lot of that comes from some of this behavior. It might have originated in our childhood. It's something that, you know, many of us have gone through and you know, not only do I have the, the marketing company that I provide, you know, services for to uh, other companies, small and mid-sized companies, but I also mentor personal growth and business development. And one of the topics that has been coming up a lot lately is childhood experiences that are affecting our growth and development today and what we do. And so um, I knew that eventually it was, it was getting time for me to kind of tackle some things myself. If you don't mind, Mindy, I, I can kind of share my own personal experiences in order to help others and, and maybe see if they can kind of relate to some of the things that have happened. When you're going through adverse, I don't, are y'all familiar with adverse childhood experiences? Many people kind of go through that and it stunts their growth because they can't develop that courage to get over, you know, going through the process of healing. And so they keep getting knocked down and keep having to start over. And it stunts their growth. It stunts them from, from being able to live the life that we were all created to live. And so that's one of the areas that I've really been focusing on a lot lately. Last year was a year that I had to tackle something that I had been avoiding for a long time because um, it hurt. And, you know, when you're going through something and it hurts or it's uncomfortable, you kind of put it on the back burner. You don't want to go through it because you don't want to visit that pain. One of the things that, you know, I experienced was, you know, my own family tree and the unresolved trauma that occurred 
in my own family. When you're looking at the emotional neglect that you might receive as a child, um, when you're looking at, you know, the emotional manipulation, that can affect the brain development. And so one of the things that I've always, you know, spoke about doing when I first moved here in 1995, I said, you know what, I'm going to move away from what's comfortable to me because I know that there's something out there that I'm supposed to be doing. I know that there's a purpose for me. And I chose to pack up my bags and move in 1995 um, from the Houston area to what was uncomfortable because I needed to realize who it was that I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing. I had to also learn the importance of having faith and applying that to my life and really understanding it because, you know, you grow up and you hear about it, but there were things that I saw that didn't demonstrate it. And so I needed to learn for myself what faith was really all about. And so I discovered, you know, it's time for me to go on my own self-discovery journey. And that's what I chose to do. I got hit with some obstacles that tested my faith. Some things you don't want to go through, but there are things that you need to go through. And the test that we go through in life, you know, some people choose to hold on to that because they don't want to share. They don't want to expose. If you picture yourself in a dark room, uh, you're trying to get around, you're stumbling because there's all types of obstacles on the floor. There's, you know, tacks or there's, you know, clothes everywhere. But when you turn that light on, you're able to see and navigate yourself around and when you're living a life of, you know, the hidden truths and things about you, it holds you back. Okay. So I realized that, you know what, I needed to kind of share some of this stuff. I needed to kind of get some of this out so that I can begin to navigate and live the life that I was created to live. So that's what I decided to do. And so personal growth and development that I share in my mentoring, I share my personal experiences so that people can relate. So when I moved here in 95, I actually, at that time, you know, I went through the, the faith. I, I ended up, you know, all I had was $300. <laughs> and um, Mindy, I, I, in my book, it kind of shares this. The scripture that I start off with in my book is Isaiah 119. And it's, you know, if you're willing and obedient, you can eat the good of the, you can have the good of the land, Isaiah 119. And so I believed that, but I knew that it required work. I needed to be willing to do the work and I also needed to be willing or obedient, I'm sorry, to the word as well. The Bible tells us exactly how we're to live our lives, but we drift away from it sometimes. And so I needed to be willing to discipline myself. You know, when, when friends were going out and having fun, I knew that I needed to stay disciplined and do what I needed to do in order to reach my goals. And so that's what I decided to do. And you know, I had one thing after another occur to me. Um, I was here by myself. My mother kept wanting me to come back home, but I knew that I needed to come and stay here in the Dallas area and, and learn for myself who I was to be and um, accomplish the goals that I had in life and fulfill the purpose that God had for me, which I needed to discover. <laughs> and so I made that that journey and I just started, you know, analyzing things and, you know, we have a testimony, but as we grow through life, our testimony grows along with us. And so last year I experienced something from a loved one that was very hurtful. And it took me back to some childhood wounds that I had experienced. And that was that emotional neglect 
the emotional manipulation that would occur, the narcissistic abuse of a parent. And so I knew that I needed to tackle it. There were times when I tried to talk to her, my mother, and it didn't go the way that it was supposed to because that behavior, they're set in their way you can't get through. Even going through uh, therapy for it, the therapy, I'm nothing against therapists, <laughs> but they shared what they were taught to teach me. I wanted to handle things a different way because I knew that I had faith and that I could trust God to handle it. What I needed to do was be, be understanding. I needed to also be disciplined and obedient. I needed to let go and release. And that was something I wouldn't do. I would say I was going to do it, but then something would happen. I'd go back and again, when you're raised by a narcissistic parent, you're trained. I had to unlearn some things. And so I finally got to the point, something happened to me in the middle of last year and it forced me to tackle the issue. I ended up learning how, you know, like I said, most people, when you go to the therapist, I was told, go no contact. This person will never change. But I didn't want to believe that. And so I started going through a process. I prayed and I asked God to guide me in the right steps. And I also pointed out to him what, you know, I really wanted to have in this relationship and what I really wanted, you know, him to help heal as well. Not only me, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done there as well. I started researching. He guided me in, in the, and I followed the direction, but I began to learn about adverse childhood experiences and unresolved trauma in the, uh, that, and I'm a product of it. My family tree dealt with, I can kind of call out some of the things with you, but there was alcoholism, there was um, traumatic um, stress that many of them face. There was domestic violence, um, substance abuse, tragic deaths that occurred. And when people never learn how to process trauma and they hold on to it, it can start affecting their health. So then I began to look at, you know, different relatives that I had. And I noticed, man, we have cancer in our family. We have anxiety. We have diabetes. We have, I just started going down the list with all of the illnesses that relatives had. I started reading about how that continues to get passed down from generation to generation. And I knew that that's something I didn't want for myself. I didn't want it for my kids. I knew that it was time, you know, that, that cycle needed to be broken. You know, my husband and I had a talk about our upbringing. We had a talk about our, our family. And we, we realized there were some things that we needed to change. We had to develop the courage <laughs> to do it as well, be the ones to do it. That was kind of what we targeted doing. And when I started looking at the adverse childhood experiences, some of these consist of divorce in the home. I grew up with divorce in the home. I grew up with, you know, um, the hypertension, the parent, the anxiety. I remember hearing stories of some of my member, family members having to take sleeping pills just to be able to sleep. And I didn't want to be dependent on any of that. There was a study done by Kaiser Permanente um, a few years back, and it talked about how, you know, children that experience childhood experiences, how later on in life these health issues can occur. And so if you have four or more, you're on a higher level 
to be affected by this. And so if you have not had the opportunity to look it up, you know, I, I advise you to do it. I and mean, I would, it's something that I learned so much about and it made sense. And in order to continue to go through life, I knew that I needed to go through the process of healing. I needed to actually, you know, there's a saying, you don't really heal until you feel. I went through the feeling part last year and I was always taught to hide my emotions, just pretend everything's okay. And I would keep it all in and it started to affect my health. And that's when I said, I've got to do something. You know, the chronic cough that I began to develop and, you know, I started noticing some other things going on with me. And I said, you know what, this is real. I spoke with, you know, relatives of mine. And when you look at the narcissistic behavior, you know, I thought about my birthday and my birthday is two days after her birthday. And all these childhood memories began to come up when I went through my process and I realized, you know what, I can't remember ever having a birthday party. I had never thought about it before. My birthday party that I remember having was when I threw myself a 16th birthday party. But I could remember all of her birthday parties because it was two days prior to mine. And so I began to call relatives. Do you ever remember <laughs> attending my birthday party? No one could ever remember you know, my birthday party. And then other memories began to come to me that I had never, ever thought of. And the process, when I agreed to be obedient, I was willing to do it. One thing after another was being revealed to me. It happened at the time it was supposed to happen because at that time I was able to accept it. I was able to understand it because now I was being open to understanding this behavior. Instead of bashing her and saying negative things, I always spoke highly of my mother. I would always reflect back to honoring your parents. And the way that I choose to honor my parent is to not be that way and to heal what's been happening. And that is what I decided to go through and do with my life. And so there's a better way. If you sit there and, and, and reflect back to some of the things that you've gone through, and like I mentioned, the room, the dark room, stumbling across different things. We go through things in life for a reason, but we have to unveil those things so that others can see God's glory in it. And that's one of the things that the world that we're in today, we need to do that. <laughs> There's a lot of healing that's needed. And lately, like I mentioned, in my own personal growth and development sessions that I've had with individuals, I had no clue. This, this timing is crazy because right after this incident occurred, I would be out at, you know, different functions or whatever, and people would walk up to me just wanting to talk about their mother. Just, I, I've never had this happen before. And it gave me the opportunity to share my story. And it got to the point where I no longer cried or broke down. Because prior to this, when I spoke about it, you know, as I was going through the healing phase, I could not get through without shedding a tear. I would even hide it from my kids. When I was being mistreated by her, I would not allow my kids to see it. If my bedroom door was closed, they thought I was sleeping, but I was really in there crying because I was hurt <laughs> from something that she had just done. But like I said, it's, it's a matter of addressing, you know, the issue and not, you know, if you're wanting to move 
into the purpose that God has for you, you have to address some of these things. They happen to us for a reason. And we have to be okay with learning how to navigate through it. Because like I mentioned, you know, it's a process, a healing process that we all have to go through. And the story that we're able to share with the other people, that's going to help to heal them. And I had no idea that there were, there were going to be a group of people that I would begin to meet right after my healing had completed. And so it's amazing how God orchestrates everything. I think that, you know, when we're talking about our personal growth and development, it's very important that, you know, we kind of write down what it is that we really want in life. What is it that we really want, you know, when you look at your purpose in life, you know, you look at the different gifts that you have. Um, there were gifts that I discovered that I had that I was uncomfortable with because I didn't understand them. And I didn't have someone there to really ex explain it to me because I didn't have that emotional support growing up. I didn't have that parent there to talk to, to share with me, you know, what this was that I was going through or, or why I was going through it. But I discovered some of the gifts as I became an adult. And my husband happened to witness <laughs> some of them. We have to embrace gifts. You know, we have to be okay with them. And, you know, we have each individually been given a path to walk. And we have to stay on that path that God's given us. When we get off of that path, it derails us. We have to start over again. If you stay on the path, you're going to be exposed to different types of situations in your life that might be looked at as roadblocks or obstacles. You have to look at those, those as opportunities and, and you know, to, to heal. You navigate, you're learning, you're becoming equipped as you're going through the different, you know, trials that we go through. You're becoming equipped because the next phase, it's going to be something else that's going to test you. And if you skipped this phase here, you're not going to be prepared for this. And so it's so important that you go through as you're walking your path in life. It's so important that you, you tackle what you get approached with. And so, um, and that's something that I had to learn. It was okay because it all boiled down to what I initially moved to the Dallas area to start doing, self-discovery and strengthen my faith. I went through all the steps that were needed in order to strengthen that faith so that I could be prepared for all that came later on in life. So at my age now, you know, that was 25 years ago, I'm not the same person. I've grown in so many ways. And so my testimony is going to continue to grow with me. And so that's, that's one of the things. Let me kind of share with you. Um, when it comes to steps, you know, to accomplishing your goals and committing um, to, to accomplishing your goals and, and your dreams in life, you got to really be honest with yourself, you know, number one, and make a list of those things that I mentioned, you know, that, you know, when you, when you look at where you're at in life, um, one of the things that I want to kind of mention is, you know, you have to look at how you feel about your life. Um, could you be doing better? Do you feel that you deserve better? I felt like I deserved better, but I needed to go through my work first in order to accomplish it. I always told people, you can have anything you want in life, you know, but it's up to you. You have to be willing to commit to your goals and your dreams. Um, you have to take a moment to kind of reflect, you know, what's stopping you from chasing your goals in life, your dreams in life. 
when you take stock of your habits, your current habits, this is actually number two in accomplishing your goals. You know, you got to take stock of the current habits that you have. You know, everything that you're doing in life, um, are, you, are you, is it serving you to fulfill that next step in life that where you're trying to go? If you're reading a, a book, King Kong, but you're, you're wanting to learn how to, you know, excel in your business, is that book going to really help? So, you know, sometimes people get distracted in life, but, you know, as you're, you're trying to start your business, a friend might come up to you and say, hey, you know what? I got this new business opportunity I want you to check out. It distracts you from what's for you. And so I had to learn to get to the point of telling that friend that doesn't really apply or it's not really in line with what my goals are, so I'm going to have to pass. And I had to be okay doing that. Back in the day, I would have, okay, <laughs> you know, I'll try it, knowing it was something I really wasn't interested in, knowing it was something that really didn't align with what God had for me. And so we got to get ourselves on track, you know, what it is that's for us. We have to, number three, rebuild our faith and integrity. Basically, with this, you know, sometimes we can kind of get discouraged with the results that we're seeing. If we're looking to lose weight and it doesn't happen right away. We give up. We quit. We've got to stop that. We've got to actually just put together some steps. You know, we can slowly move into accomplishing our goals. And if we've, you know, broken promises with ourselves, you know, with, with our goals. we got to stop that. You know, it's, it's a matter of building, like I said, that integrity. We have to basically try to, you know, realize that nobody else is going to do it. You know, it's going to take us. We've got to do the work. And that goes back to that scripture that I just read. You know, we got to be willing and obedient to do the work. Now, um, the last thing is, you know, kind of review and remind yourself. You get to the point where you got to kind of like review, you know, what you've done, what's working, what's not working. If you have a, a, a note card in your purse, just to kind of keep yourself in mind, you might want to put some, some things down on, you know, what you're going to do to help you achieve your goals. So when you start drifting away, you pull that card out of your purse and, and get yourself back on track. Read that card and, and all the notes that you've written on the steps to help you to get yourself on, on track and to keep you focused. Because when you drift away, you're getting off of that path that's been set for you. And again, you don't want to fall off and have to start completely over again. We've got a path to follow, and it's to get us to where we're supposed to be. I've always said, I want my heaven here on earth. I want, they talk about all the pleasantness going on in, in heaven. I want it here. I want to be around the nice people here. I want to have what, what I'm supposed to have here so that I can enjoy it here. And so I live the life that I was created to live here, right now. I live the life that's for me. We can believe that we can, you know, accomplish our goals and dreams and everything and we got to believe in ourselves to make it happen you know you can write down everything you want in life but you got to make a plan you know when you're doing that and stick with it but you got to trust in God you got to believe in yourself and you got to execute or it won't happen all right Mindy well execute is key let's be honest that is where everything meets the road I've got a couple questions, if you don't mind. Yes, ma'am. This is absolutely amazing and so timely. So timely, which is so cool. Um, first of all, what was number one? 
being honest, you have to actually be honest with what it is that, you know, you could be doing better in life, accepting, you know, what it is that you need to change. You have to be honest with yourself. And, you know, you can actually make a, a list to kind of, you know, reflect back on what's holding you back. But you, you have to be honest with yourself. It would seem if you did go through the things like that you went through and just going, okay, I have issues with these things. These things, I feel like they're holding me back and I'm seeing them manifest in these random ways in my life. Like you said, the cough and just like the family members that just, you know, just this have this constant, constant, unbelievable, you know, anxiety and things like that. It would seem that if you were going through, and I always think of it like Shrek, you know, when, you know, ogres have layers, like a woman is like a onion and it's like peeling it apart. It's like, it's kind of one layer at a time. And it's not just a, it's like you peel this apart and you're like, you know what? Yeah, actually that's true. That does hold me back. And I still think of this, or this makes me change my uh, direction because of what I believe about me or what I know or what I thought used to be true type of thing. So it seemed like when you would go through all those layers and go through them all, it would be so much easier to be honest with yourself than um, when you have it. Can you speak to that for just a second? Well, yeah, you, when you're going through any kind of, you know, if you're feeling like you're having stumbling blocks on anything and, you know, that, that goes along with it equipping you for what's later on in life, you got to go through and learn how to navigate through life. You have to get stronger. You have to develop the courage to tackle obstacles that might come your way. Because if you're in school and you, you receive a, a test in kindergarten, if you didn't go through the grades, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth, you can't pass that, pass that fifth grade test. You got to go through the different levels in order to be able to be ready <laughs> for what's for you later on down the road. You have to understand, uh, if I may be selfish for one minute, that scares the crap out of me. Like, God, really? You know, I'm like, what else? But I've had that thought so much, Shira. I've had that thought so many times. Just like, okay, God, you know, you chose, I know that he allows certain people to do go through certain things. And um, it seems like a lot to some of us, but I, I do believe what you're saying to be true because I've seen it already, especially like with my sister Renata and just the people, you know, that I've got to talk to even about, you know, losing someone. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that. It, it may feel like that to each of us. It doesn't have to be like, be that. The three things in the beginning, after you were telling us about the scripture, you were saying the three things that I had to do. And I think that all of us need to hear these again, just as women and humans, and especially now with all the weird time and all the stuff that we're going through is that we've got to, first of all, be obedient and obedient mm -hmm. to what God wants for us to do. And I say this a lot to my coaches. I don't mean this to be rude at all, but we give ourselves a break all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you need a break. It's not, the world tells you, oh, you need a break. You need a Kit Kat. You go take a glass of wine. You know what I mean? You go just take a bath. Hold up. I haven't done enough work to deserve a Kit Kat. You know? But it's like, you know, get to what it is God has told us to do and, and stick to it, to be disciplined. And as much as people never want to hear that, discipline is what gets us the life we want being undisciplined is what gets us the life we don't want. And I wish I had a better way of saying that, but if you do what you don't want to do, then we get the life we want. But if we do what we want to do, we end up down a path we've never wanted to be on. And then the third thing you said was understanding. 
Can you explain what you meant by understanding? Do you mean understanding self, understanding what we've been through, understanding uh, what? Well, you have to understand what it is that you're on this earth to do. And, you know, one of the things that I, I share with people is, you know, when you ask God to use you, you better be ready for what he might do. <laughs> you know, yes. it's if he doesn't feel that you're capable of coming through it, he wouldn't put you through it. And a lot of the times when I, you know, I might develop anxiety when it comes time to do something because I'm, I'm about to revisit that again. And a lot of the times that's a healing moment and also a lesson moment for me to be able to share with someone later on down the line. So sometimes I'll say, you know, well, I'm really struggling with God on this. That means I'm fighting against what he's wanting me to do. And we have to be able to understand what's happening in our lives. And, you know, if we kind of change our perspective, it'll kind of help us to understand it better. And that's one thing that I really had to learn how to do because growing up, the narcissistic abuse, emotional, I had to unlearn some things. And yeah. so it's been great. Um, like I said, that just happened last year. And when I finally got through it, you know, I had to understand, you know, why it happened. I had to understand, you know, the behavior that I had been dealing with, why she behaves this way, why this person behaves that way. Because what I ended up having to do after that incident occurred, I had to fire two clients. I had never done that before. But every time I dealt with them, it triggered something in me. And it was that same behavior that I had been equipped with. And it came time for me to start battling with that. But it's the timing that he chose to have that happen in. And then after all this is over with, then I get presented with COVID. <laughs> so everyone's, you know, at home now, everyone's kind of you know, starting new businesses and then everything's going on on the news. We're being exposed to all this negativity. I have to now control what I let into me. I got hit with another twist. I could choose to turn the news on and be exposed to all of that drama <laughs> or I can go sit in my room and open up my Bible or turn on my inspirational music and live my happiest, best life. I'm fine being by myself. With no makeup on in my sweats. Sorry. But yes, I'm okay with it. And I'm okay just getting out and going for a walk instead of sitting in the living room watching television. I'm okay with that. And again, I've learned so much about myself by being by myself, <laughs> you know, but I chose to do that because after I went through that healing process, it was just this weight that just got lifted. I was able to see the light and walk <laughs> without stumbling anymore. And it felt awesome. And so that's, you know, that's the understanding part. You got to understand uh, and change your perspective with some things and, and really get what's happening to you, why it's happening to you. What are you supposed to do with this story? Who is it supposed to help? How is God supposed to be glorified with this? <laughs> you got to think of all of that. Absolutely. And <laughs> yes, perspective shift is everything, everything, everything. Um, I wonder, do you have maybe just a few minutes for our girls to ask questions? I do. Um, I do. Yes, I'll make it. Ladies, does anyone have a question for Shira? Just unmute yourself and go, or maybe if you want me to read it, you can type it. 
Um, anyone have a comment or, or a question? So I, I have one while you're thinking of one. What's it like now when you're around your mom? You know what? You know, I told you that therapist mentioned that, uh, a couple of therapists <laughs> mentioned that they won't change. I allow, I prayed for God to work on her. And she was just here to my house uh, this past weekend. And we can communicate just fine. There was a comment that she made that did trigger something. <laughs> but I've learned how to communicate where it doesn't escalate anymore. She realizes how she's been. I didn't have to say anything. Really? That's Awesome. And so that's another reason I can say you got to have faith. <laughs> you got to you got to understand what's going on. And like I said, I chose to understand the behavior instead of attacking. You know, there's so many people I hate my mom because she's this. She's always made me feel that way. But I learned to understand. And then I also learned to continue to be kind and show love to her because growing up, she didn't get a lot of that. Which made So sometimes God uses us to help our parents. And when I, you know, you, you hear the, the scripture about, you know, obeying your parent and honoring, you know, and obeying them. When you get to be 18, <laughs> God becomes your parent. Right. I could not condone the behavior because that just wasn't right. But I needed to understand that that wasn't right. And I needed to take responsibility for how I was going to parent right. my children. And so something came out of that. But she missed out on a lot of different things. And she realizes it. I don't have to say anything. So when I said, I'm going to leave this to you, God, I left it to him. And I actually did it. <laughs> Finally. Before I didn't, I would say it, but I wouldn't do it. But when I finally did it, and there were some things that were hard to say no to, but I did it. And it really works, y'all. <laughs> well, and that's just so God, because he did it in that way. To not only mm -hmm. help you, but he came at her this way, not you right. coming out. Oh my gosh. Like, you just and have no idea. I didn't really have to say much to anyone. Like people that know us, they witnessed it themselves. They saw the transition happening with her without me saying a word. They saw how I handled her behavior. They saw that I continued to show love. They saw that, they saw that I continued to be kind to her. My kids witnessed it. Other people around us, people that know us <laughs> witnessed it. And it started to cause change to happen amongst other mothers and their children because there were some mothers who saw the effects of her behavior on me they saw mm -hmm. me some of them got to the point where i wasn't able to control my emotions anymore i started crying <laughs> i used to be able to control it and get it together but i couldn't control it anymore and there would be times when people would ask me how's your mom doing tears would come right out. people saw that so it was different things that occurred during this time God allowed those things to happen for a reason. I fully agree, I believe that. Fully, fully believe that. Um, did anyone have a question for Miss Shira? As we say in Texas, we put a miss in front of everyone's first name. I have a question and comment, if you don't mind. Please. 
Thank you so much for the topic. First of all, it was so, so relevant today. Unfortunately, the ACE test is a taste, a test that I've aced, <laughs> not, not a test you want to get a high score on, but, um, and I just recently started working with a lot of traumatized children. So I see like God being able to use it. And I feel like my role in my job, you almost have to be partially insane to do it or not. It's like, not, I wouldn't say you have to be a little abnormal, but like exceptional. Like it takes a certain personality to be able to handle kids with like such horrific traumas in their background. I wanted to ask as well, what is your book? Like, what's the topic? And then what, um, can you tell us a little bit about your mentorship and what that looks like? Um, did you say my book? Yes. yes. Can you just mention the book a little bit? Um, actually, um, the book that I wrote a few years back, it's called Don't Quit Your Day Job. Uh, it's seven steps, steps to discover and launch your passion and the profits while you're still employed. And that book caters towards um, individuals who are aspiring entrepreneurs looking to get into entrepreneurship. And, you know, I share how, you know, while you're still working that nine to five, don't quit just yet. These are the steps to implement on the side so that you can get yourself up and running. And I share my own personal uh, journey into entrepreneurship as well. Now, I do have something coming out soon and um, it's a self-discovery journey. It's a workbook that will be coming out. Yes, yes, yes. There's a couple of items in that. There's an audio and then the actual workbook. And it shows you how to kind of go through your own personal um, self-discovery journey and you'll answer different questions and you're going to start realizing some stuff when you go through this. I shared what I went through, what helped me, and I broke it down into steps. I gave exercises at the end for you to do. It's going to actually be coming out within the next 30 days. That is exciting because we, we would love to be a part of that somehow and even to help, you know, get the word out, Shira, when, when the time comes. Um, I know, I think that I, I want to honor your time because I know that you've got other stuff to do, but I wonder how can these ladies find you? What's the easiest way they can find you? ShiraSmith.com. So S-H-Y-R-A Smith.com. Excellent. Would you consider coming back at some point? Of course, Mindy. Maybe I can come to you or you'll come to me. We can do it live. Well, that sounds wonderful. Like I said, with the healing that I just completed um, last year and the products that I have uh, been working on this year, I am gradually getting back out and sharing this experience to help others. And it, I've incorporated into the personal growth and development teachings as well um, with the sessions that I have. COVID, COVID's here <laughs> and I've had time to kind of work on, you know, some of those items. So I'd be more than happy, Mindy. That is fantastic. And then I'm going to pray and get us out, but I just want to know also, right? I wrote a, a, a Bible study. It's, it's about people pleasers and approval junkies, but so much of what you said today, I'm like, oh, oh, it's woven through there. You know, the reasons we do certain things and the reasons some of us do strive for so much and like the deep underrooting, uh, you know, foundation of why we do that. And then also in, just the people pleasing and, 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 and what right. is it about? And what is it really? Yeah. I would love to send you that study. Just, I just would love you to read it and just get your thoughts on it because I mean, God's timing is so perfect. And yeah, today is a, a prime example. Awesome. You're wonderful. But thank you so much. Oh, an hour is not enough time with you, but I just love your spirit. And I love the pace at which you speak also, because it is so counter to mine. And it makes me just go, 
Mindy just and I just honestly just thank you for your brave your bravery and for doing the hard things and now sharing what God has done through that and through that discipline and the hard things and how others you know can experience what you've experienced. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome, Mindy. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna pray and then we'll stop recording and move on okay. from there. Oh, sweet Jesus, your timing is impeccable, Lord. I, I'm not questioning it at all. I just love being reminded. Thank you for these sweet ladies. Thank you for Shira. Lord, thank you for her mom. She would not be the way that she is if it weren't for that, Lord God. And, and through all that pain, look at you getting the glory, of course. And the, this is just oozing into the good of so many. Thank you, the person that you've made and Shira and her family. Thank you for just sharing your testimony and being not only brave enough, but being willing to talk about the ups and downs, you know, what was missing and, and what, where you filled in the holes, Lord God. We all have them. Please, just please let what she said today, Lord, just start to cut through some of the stuff that we have piled so high in our lives and just tackle the difficult things, Lord God, because it's such a better existence on the other side, Lord. She's a prime example, but we know that. Lord God, because that's what you promised us. Thank you for these ladies. I lift them up to you. I lift up their families. I lift up this time, Lord God. Show us what it is we need to be doing in this time. Let us not recoil and go hide and say, well, we can't because it's COVID. Let us do the opposite and say we have to because of what we're experiencing. We have to because of what we've been through, Lord. I love you so much. In your precious holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen.